What's happening, everybody? Gate 7 International. It's been a little while since we did a live show, but we are back. It is a great, well, won't say great day. It is a solid day, finishing the season off with a win, potentially, hopefully, securing a Europa League spot, depending on what happens in the Cup. We'll go over that later, but anytime you get a win, it's not a bad day. That The disaster season, as Lambro would say, the long season is finally over. A lot to talk about today. Costa, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, everybody? Good to be back. The last live we did was two weeks ago after the yeah. 3-1 defeat against Ike. It's um, it's good to be back. Lots to talk about. The season from hell is indeed over. I'm going to bring up Costas Lianos' comment straight up. Yep, season from hell is over, but there's still some more drama to go with the Greek Cup final as Olympiakos will miss out in Europa League qualification if Pauk win in the Cup game. So, so yeah, lots to, lots to get through. It's good to be back. I, uh, I'm i sorry I look like shit. I've been travelling since 3am this morning, making my way back from Crete to to Belgium and now I'm back and uh, let's get the show on the road. Absolutely. And Costa, you did some traveling while you were in Greece too. You went to game five. You guys, if you haven't seen it already, uh, you know, while we're at it, guys, if you haven't done so already, like, and subscribe, hit that button in the bottom corner. There's a lot of great stuff. Costa did a lovely vlog about his, and by vlog, we mean video blog for those that maybe aren't familiar with the term, uh, with his time at game five. What, uh, amazing victory, incredible atmosphere. Costa captured all of it. It is a fantastic watch. You really feel like you're there. He really got, did an amazing job capturing the atmosphere that was in there. Great vlog. Check it out. Uh, we send those out anytime we're able to attend these games. It's great stuff. There's great content always coming out. For those of you also, because we've been getting a lot more subscribers in, especially since Costa did the vlog. For those of you that maybe don't understand why we don't speak Greek by default on the channel, this is a channel that is for Greeks of not not just for Greeks of the diaspora, but it's to help spread the word of Libyakos and Libyakos sports in English to help connect everybody in the diaspora, even non-Greeks who are supporters of Libyakos. That is the purpose of the channel. So become involved, become a member of the community, help us grow the community. Hit that like and subscribe button. Check out all the wonderful stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming, so and you can be a part of that as well. Uh, of course, before we get started, guys, a uh, couple words from our sponsors. Uh, if you're shipping anything in and out of Greece from any country in the world, you can use our friends Piraeus International based out of the United States in Baltimore. They can help you with all of your transshipping needs. Give them a visit at www.piraeusintl.com. You can give them a call at 410-675-4696. And for you betting guys... You can use Gate7INTL, which is the promo code at betus.com.pa. They give you a 125% deposit boost. They accept crypto. They accept credit cards. And they have very, very, very aggressive odds. Costa will tell you that for the World Cup, it was incredible. Uh, we do some betting cards with them. We use our uh, next-gen data analytics to pick out some good bets for you and help you win some money. So check that out as well. Now, Costa, we have a few messages for everybody, some things that are coming up, some quick housekeeping, uh, a lot of things coming up, a lot of things that have happened since we last went live as well. So a couple quick things, guys, before we get into the content. It goes without saying. We hit 3K. Again, 
A lot of that has to do, Costa did an amazing vlog, which brought a lot of new people in, a lot of people to the channel to check things out. Guys, thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. The more this channel grows, the more the project grows. It, it's unbelievable, at least to me. Uh, for those of you that have been here from the beginning, I didn't think this would get past maybe 100 people. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, Lambro and Peter, for those of you that remember, had to drag me into doing this. And I'm so glad they did because this has been an unforgettable journey. We've gotten to meet a lot of you guys. And just, again, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. I can't express it any other way. Can I just say something like related to the basketball game as well? And and also just thank you so much for that outpouring, uh, the comments and the love in the comments of that vlog. Uh, it's really, really amazing. Um, the video, I think, has already close to 20,000 views. Crazy, fantastic. And I, I have to say, I think I mentioned it on the vlog, but the atmosphere in the Peace and Friendship Stadium, it was like like nothing I've experienced i think uh and and you know, i've i've watched greece win a euro cup in 2004 i've watched greece beat beat france i've watched olympiakos play barcelona at Karaiskaki. i've watched uh, olympiakos beat arsenal at the at the emirates 3-2 not the not the uh not the one in 2000 sorry not not the one with martins unfortunately but yeah i've seen some big wins and some crazy atmospheres but i've not seen anything like that um, in a you know, game five, winner goes to the final four, loser goes home. It was really, really amazing. If you guys haven't seen the vlog yet, go and check that out. And of course, thank you so much again for, for helping us break the 3K barrier. And we did promise a giveaway when we hit 3K and I've got it right here. So it's it's the Olympiacos jersey from from this season i know it hasn't been a fantastic season to say the least um but yeah make sure you you are following us on on instagram the giveaway will go live on instagram in the coming days so if you're not on if you're not following us on instagram already go and go and check us out the giveaway will drop very very soon Absolutely. Absolutely. And who, you know what, Costa, who doesn't love free stuff? Might be, a, might have been a down season, but guess what? Who doesn't love a little free stuff? We got a comment here from Stefanos Panutsopoulos. Can you give away De La Fuente? He's, uh, still, well, he's still somewhere there about. We, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is to give him away. We'd have to locate him first, my friend. So, uh, yeah, we'd have to. Who knows, man? That's such a weird case. Uh, our good friends from the No Chuff Test podcast uh, and Ammonia podcast in Cyprus. Uh, thank you guys for the, they say, congrats on 3K, 4K soon. <laughs> Your mouth to God's ears, my friend. Let's hope. Let's hope. We only hope to get bigger and bigger as we continue. Uh, some more housekeeping. Um, we've got a basketball special coming up with Red Point Guard. Uh, I also realize the date here might be confusing for the Euro guys. That's. Uh, this Thursday coming up. I always forget you guys do it in reverse. There's no 18th month. There's no 18th month. <laughs> it's, it's May May 18th. That's how we do it here in the States. Sorry for the Euro guys. But yeah, basketball special. Costa, you're going to be doing that with the Red Point Guard guys, correct? Yeah. Thursday, Discussing. Thursday, guys. Um, nice preview. In the, evening, in the evening, obviously, we'll be doing a bit of preview for the for the Monaco game. So the Monaco game is on Friday. That's a semifinal. It's 6 o'clock tip-off uh, Greek time. So we'll be getting together on Thursday night with with the boys. We haven't we haven't done an episode with them 
this season, I think. But you know, those guys do a fantastic, fantastic job. We we mentioned that a lot on on the pod from time to time. So it'd be great to have a couple of those guys back on to to talk about the game. And let, let's see. We all we all hope that we can win it. There's bloody elect Greek elections on uh, on Sunday. There's the there's you know the, the final of the Euroleague. As well, it's my name day on Sunday as well. Uh, Costadinos, uh, Eleni. If you, so, you know, a lot happening. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, it's going to be good. They're, they're, it's fantastic every time they come on. If you guys haven't followed them already on socials, I'm not a basketball guy. But the stuff they put out is incredible. The the content that they have, their, their analysis about everything. It's They've taught me a lot. Somebody that knows nothing about basketball, never followed it really before the last year and a half. Uh, they've taught me a lot. So check it out. Uh, the guys at Red Point Guard, they do fantastic stuff. Now we have two fun interviews coming up. I know interviews, we've had a lot of people message us asking what, you know, maybe why we didn't do so many interviews this season. Uh, the the With the season the way it was, and plus our schedules this, this year were really tough uh, to schedule things around. It's been tough to do a lot of interviews, but we do have a couple of very fun interviews coming up. We have an interview with an amateur sports member of the club won't say what type of person it is but we do have an amateur sports interview coming up and our first interview with club staff current i'll say club staff so that's going to be a lot of fun too so uh keep your ears out for that all of that's going to be coming now that the season's over Uh, a lot of content for the summer when there's no games uh stuff to keep you guys engaged so keep an eye out for those we will give you updates about when those will be it's not a player, so I don't think we're going to do a mystery guest thing, but uh, you you get the gist. You'll get the info on that soon. Did you have any more you wanted to add about that, Costa? No. No, no, no. Um, we're reaching out to some some folks in the amateur amateur Libiago scene. I know a lot of people have been been asking for that. Yes. So we're 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 listening to to what what you guys have been asking for. Um, another thing that fans have asked for is a keep loan sell episode so now that the now that the season's over we can we can i think it's a good time to to do that i mean we there's no lack of players in the squad right now but also players coming back from loan i think i counted 16 players coming back from loans so so definitely maybe maybe we might have to break that into two parts or even three uh defense midfield attack i don't know yeah so, i was gonna um, say i think it's more than 16 i think it's uh i can give you the full number in a second but yeah it's a lot i mean it's going to be a an entire episode maybe even multiple to cover as many yeah. names and and things going on it's uh, this season i think it's the most more than that 17 18 season like the disaster that happened with that too it's it's a lot um here you go costa i'm showing Oh my goodness! Is it more than more than seventeen? No, you, you, man, you got it. It's sixteen. Yeah. No, because I counted it a couple of weeks back. I did a I did a Twitter thread on it. I literally went through each and every player yeah. coming back. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. It's uh, you got that. Uh, I I might be missing some B team guys, but uh, I yeah. think you got it. That's still it's a lot. This list I've never seen the list this long at least since we've been doing this show. So anyway, it'll be a great episode, a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of stuff to dissect. Uh, and who knows, maybe we'll get some data profiles out too, like we've been going all season. Oh, what a lovely message. 
Oh, guys, thank you so much for the message. We have some great messages coming in from you. Want to see? Uh, great job, guys. Andreas Mitis, Pravia Tidulyasas, Pedia, Mazisas, Apoti, Protistigmi. Keep it up. That's true. Andreas has been here for a long, long time. Almost catching me since up. Since the beginning. Since the beginning, yeah. I think. He has. A couple of you guys have been here since the beginning. We we thank you all for your loyalty and support. And the last bit of housekeeping, God, it's like 15 minutes of housekeeping. What a lot of you are waiting There's a for. lot coming. There's a lot this... coming on Gary 7 International. That's why. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Guys, the award show. The award show is coming up. Uh, it was huge last year. Gosa, how many how many people did we get votes from last year? Was it a thousand? Ten thousand? A, a credible number of votes. Um, I mean, uh, oh, Costa, here you go. The first the first part of Keep Cell Load from Stefano again. Keep Costa, keep body cell up, bro. <laughs> I wish Lavro was here to see this. Uh, it's incredible. I love that. But uh, yeah, guys, the award show, much anticipated. Uh, coming up again, Same the same kind of flow that's been done before is going to continue. So we're going to have uh, the votes are going to go out. We're going to send the polls out again. Like I said uh, to Costa, I mean, we had over 10,000 votes last season, which is incredible. So we're hoping to get the same and hopefully even more engagement from you guys, even more people getting involved in the award show. So keep your eyes on that. All of the information will be coming out. The award show is always really fun to do. And we will, of course, do. Uh, we are planning to do uh, at least one physical award this season as well. So, ooh. Well, Costa, you want to take this? Yeah, thanks very much to Dr. Or as I call him, Doctor. Doctor can see <laughs> again. Thanks very much for the donation. The Doctor says it was the worst season in a while, but there's always silver linings. We had Gates of an International doing an amazing job. Here's a beer on me. Brackets, you're going to have to sip from a same pint. Sorry. <laughs> no. Thanks very much, Doc. Much appreciated. Every every contribution every donation we get it always goes into gate seven international so we we always take those donations to improve and uh and of course we have we have some running costs uh RAD does fantastic job with with data and y scout um uh, so yeah it, it, all of these donations really really count we're always looking to improve the way that we um display present those stats um the data if again if you guys aren't following us on socials instagram twitter facebook etc um a lot of great stuff being developed there yep and uh in just to to kind of put that point forward a little bit more costa we've been improving also the graphics we've had a lot of really fun new graphics we've been upgrading on all levels anything you guys do we put right back into here uh, we put our own, we put our own sweat, our own money, everything into this. This is by the fans for the fans. We don't get anything out of it, just the enjoyment of doing it and to talk to you guys. So anything you do, we put back into it. There are things that we are trying to put money aside for. Ghost, I think you brought this up on a previous show. We're trying to get some hardware for the live games that we go to so that we can do better like fan cams and get better better quality audio, asking you guys questions and, and discussing things there. So all of that stuff that we're building up to, to just keep making the experience and better and better for you guys. So thank you all for the support. And we're going to continue to level up because that's what we do. We're, we're never satisfied just being where we are. We want to get better and better. So without further ado, Costa, I think now it's time we can get in to 
the post-match content, the content people are waiting for. Kick us off, buddy. All right, where to start with the Bart game? First of all, you know, this is a place that we don't, we don't really travel well when we go up north, uh, I want to say. You, you know it's always going to be a difficult game when you go to Duba. It was nil-nil in the regular season. The only thing I can remember from that game is James Rodriguez shooting from distance and hitting the bar, I think. Um, but, you know, today I thought we we controlled the game pretty, pretty well. Um, and, you know, I don't want to look at this game in isolation, actually. Uh, I think... Um, first thing I want to say really is I want to give credit to the players and the staff because we know how shitty a season it's been. And, you know, Olympiacos isn't used to fighting for third place. Olympiacos is a team that plays for the title, plays to win the league, all the domestic trophies every year, right? So, you know, playing to, to finish third, that's something we don't know how to do. But, the, the players, they they delivered the minimum. The minimum was to finish third. We need to finish third to have any hopes of going to Europa League. And, uh, you know, we did what we could. We did what we could. It's not in our hands now. Now we have to wait for the cup. We have to we have to hope that Ajax wins the cup against Balk next week, whenever they play. I can't remember. Um, and, and that will secure us Europa League. But... You know what we've seen in the last three games. We want to. I think it's time to give some credit to to Jose Anigo. We don't know if he's going to be here next season, but uh, you know he's done a seemingly fantastic job in the academies. Our under 19s won the league again after many years. The under 15s got to the final. They lost one nil today to Pauk, unfortunately. But you know something's you know, the academies kicking off again, and. Anigo is the coach, caretaker coach that played a 4-3-3. For the first time, I think, this season, he's the only manager that employed a 4-3-3. And um, I think that after our last um, last live podcast, we that was the Ike game where we lost 3-1. One of the talking points after the, the Ike loss was that we were completely overrun in midfield. And it's not the first time we see that against Ike this season with no real outlets on the wings and Ike playing that diamond formation. They were having like four players on two and Villan Juan couldn't do anything. So when we played them in the, um, was it the, the game a couple of weeks ago, midweek, the nil nil game, it was the first game that Anigo switched to that three man midfield. Uh, Samaseku, Huang and Envila in that holding role as a yeah. as a six, similar to what he was playing um, when Corberan was around. So really just dropping back, back, taking the ball, playing the pivot. So I think that's been really instrumental in, in that stability that we've had in the last three games. Because if you look at our season overall, it's been one of those seasons where, you know, it's just been high and low. I, I've talked about roller coaster all the time. So we win a game 5-0 and then we draw against Atromitos or, you know, we beat Park 3-1 and then we we lose the next game. It's just been constant up and down. But you look at the last three fixtures, it's been Ayak away, Banfinagos at home, behind closed doors, a nil-nil draw, one-nil win, and then another one-nil win again today against Balk. And those are like, you know, your three biggest rivals. Your three biggest rivals, you, you end the season 
getting results against them and, and clinching third place. We we did the job, and you know, it, I, I know we know for a fact it's been hard for the players to to remain motivated. The way this season's gone, it's a really difficult situation internally. Yes, and and for some of the the, the players are mentally tired, but they did their job, and I I think like. Yes, it's been a nightmare of a season, uh, disaster, as Labro says, but, you know, credit to them for finishing the season the way they did these last three games um, and, uh, and and holding it together to, to at least get the minimum. That's what I that's what I want to say. Is it a glimpse of, you know, what we can look into the future? I'm not really sure because there are going to be a lot of changes this summer. I don't know how many of those players that we saw today are still going to be there. We can talk more about that when we do keep loan sell. But, um, you know, I'm I'm going on. But as far as the Pout game is concerned, the, the, the performance was a professional performance. You see it in the scoreline too, 1-0. We, we held a, a, a good, good, good distances between the lines. We didn't really press too high up the field. It was more of a mid-block. We let Bout come on to us and then we looked dangerous. Like We looked threatening in, in, um, in transition. Fortuny's playing some nice, some nice balls over the top. Uh, I thought Pep Biel had a decent first half. People were shitting on him all week if people listened to the radio in Greece. Um, really, really negative criticism about him, but I thought he had a, he had a pretty good first half. Today could have scored. Uh, keeper, keeper makes a good save. Uh, Olympiakos had a couple of chances in the first half, and um, and you know one of them was buried with this diving header from from Samaseku. And and yeah, that's it. I mean, what else is there to talk about today? Samaseku and Zolag is probably are the other two talking points. But do you? Maybe. Go ahead. Maybe Rodane, maybe Rodane, but like he he had a lot of giveaways today. Um, but you know, like, like, like he he got the assist, but he's also right. I th- I think he's done well in a couple of defensive situations. Like there was a dangerous situation um, down our left hand side. Costadelias broke and played one of those nifty little kind of like surgical through balls that he plays in, and Brandon was running in. And Rodinay does really well to trap to get back and get across Brandon before he has a like a clear sight of goal. And that's something that we, you know, we haven't seen so much consistently from, from Rodinay. Like we know he loves to get forward, but we saw like defensive effort from him today as well. And I thought that was that was positive. So I I definitely think that um yeah, that's definitely a talking point uh, as well in insofar as Rodinay is concerned. Got our, our good friend Lakis Gavalas chiming in. Uh, Adi, isn't a bit early for you to be drinking a little pick me up? This is an end to the season pick me up, my friend. This is you know third place. It's it's if it was a, a happier drink, it would be an old fashioned. If we had won the league or something, this yeah. is just this is uh this is whiskey right here. This is one of those things. It's uh it's a melancholy day because it was third place and we technically still haven't secured Europa League. It's one of those things. Uh, besides, it's uh, it's near midnight where you guys are. So. Did did we bring this comment up? Like, how funny no. is it that Olympiagos finally clicked after Vasalco, Marcelo, and and Hammers left? Says says Costas Llanos. I mean, I, I think we've said this before, but all of those transfers 
<laughs> if any of them, right, we can say that if any of them had any kind of impact out at all, it was Hamas before the injury, right? Because he did, before even though Christmas. he was right before Christmas, yeah. or when I thought the injury was in January, like after January, like before the World Cup break, like before right. the World Cup so, break, he started to get some rhythm, find some groove, then like World Cup break. Exactly. His distribution, I mean, look, I put the data out there multiple times. It's t- it was top tier in Greece. Sure, the guy's not mobile. You know, the, the funny thing is the Y Scout position mapping, like the heat map, it has him registered as a center forward for almost 29% of the time because he couldn't run back. He would just walk and stay up there. That's it, That part is hilarious to me. So aside from the fact that he was immobile, the guy still can do magic when the ball's at his feet. He can distribute very well. Again, you guys saw the data. Best in class in multiple categories in Greece. So... If any one of them had some kind of impact for us, it was Hamas. Is it six million worth of impact? I don't think so. But he also didn't get to play Europe this year. That's another story. But anyway, the the whole thing is this season has been. You've said it multiple times. It's been a roller coaster from the start to finish, from the time that we started to Michel to Anigo, and Costa. Kind of more on your point with Anigo. I think that 3-1 loss against Ike, remember we were all talking about what was, there was no adjustment. We we brought up that diamond that was absolutely molesting us and we were getting overrun. Huang just looked like he couldn't, he couldn't keep up. How could you? Ike's diamond has overrun everybody this year. We made no adjustment for it. After that, Anigo, I think, got the right idea. The the 4-3-3 three, that you were talking about, kind of in in concert as it was happening, it, a lot of it turned out to be a lot of the with the lone pivot in Vila, like a 4-1-4-1, right? It's a 4-3-3, but with Envila in the pivot, you could think about it like a 4-1-4-1 because the wingers were also staying back. Even though we lost to Adis in that second game, I think he finally just accepted, look, we are Libyakos. We always expect to be dominating against teams, right? But that's just not the case this year. We have to be smart. I mean, I mean, he wasn't the manager against Addis, but... Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He made made the adjustment. You're you're right. Right. And and to to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I watched watched the Ike game with my brother-in-law. He's an Ike fan. And I I was... (laughs) I was half expecting to kind of get trounced that day, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought they'd win it quite comfortably. But but when I saw the lineup, I thought it's exactly what we'd been talking about. It's like you need to shore up the midfield. You can't have four players running at, at Jan and Villa and, and Huang, and then you know Huang's getting some criticism. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like you, you need to adjust to it. And, and he did. I, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, and yes. then, of course, there were questions like, "Okay, it, it, it did well against Ajax, and we could have we could have beat them again if Biel was a bit more careful. Like he missed an open yeah. net that game against Ajax with with his right foot. What was it in the first half? So we had chances to to do a, a smash and grab in that Ajax game that ended nil nil. Then, of course, the question was, is he going to keep that?" Or is he going to put Valbuena back in the team? I know Valbuena wasn't fit for the Panathinaikos game, but he was fit today. But he kept it. He kept it against Panathinaikos. We won. He kept it today. We won again. So, you know, there, there's a comment here from River RR says, 
4-3-3 Martin system. If we had Maddy, I don't think we would lose the championship. You know, we, we, we'll never know. That's all. That's all uh, talk. But, but, but definitely, like you know, th- th- there's definitely a big question there in terms of right. philosophy. But for the players that we have and the situation that we were in, we needed to grind results to clinch exactly. third place. And this formation was the one to help us do it. Yep. No. You're, Whether you're we play 4 3 3 next season, I don't care if we play 3 4 3. I don't care. Like, I don't care as long as I, I can see what the coach wants on the pitch. That's what exactly. we want. We want to have an attacking philosophy. Like, as an Olympiacos fan, I want our team to have an attacking philosophy, attacking identity. We'll see. Uh, that, yep. That's all ahead of us. No, you're, and you're 100% right there. The, for, look, we will when the coach comes in. When we see the coach that comes in, we will evaluate the tactics of the coach, and we will discuss what pieces are required and who will and will not function. Because a lot of us, I'm with you. Look, I don't care. A lot of people I've been seeing. There were a couple coaches that were linked with us that we've seen use three five two. Some use three four three, and people are like, oh my god, not this nonsense again. Look, in the in in the grand scheme of things. As long as whoever comes in is supported and the right people are brought in to build this team for that that set of tactics or that formation, that scheme that the coach wants to play, that's what I care about. I don't want to see a coach brought in, a coach that's a 4-3-3 guy, and then next thing you know, we have four tens brought in over the over the summer. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's that I don't want to see that again. Yeah. I don't, not at all. And and I also don't want to see us bring in a project manager if we're not willing to be patient Back with a project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the the this would have been the time that I prefer us to bring in a guy like Corberon. And uh, what was the the Italian? Uh, what's the Italian guy's name? Like that type of project manager, Farioli. Am I, Farioli, am I saying yeah, that yeah. correctly? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, man. That that's that's what I'm caring more about. Not so much what the coach has in mind, but how is the board, how's the club going to position itself behind whatever coach comes in? Yeah. Can I, let, let me ask you a question about, you know, one of the talking points today, which is Samaseku. What do you think about this situation with him? Like, do you think we've, we should have played him more? Do you think he's been hard done by What's your what's your thought on the whole situation with him? Would you would you keep him next season? What was his buyout like? Sixteen million or something like that? His buyout is ridiculous. Costa, um, but uh, before we, I, I do have something I want to say on yeah. um, Samaseku, but oh my god, Jesus! Uh, uh, from Alex Katopis, uh, thank you so much, my friend. A, a one hundred dollar donation. My goodness. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Really, thank you so much for for the support. This is I'm speechless. Can I read it? Oh yeah, go for it. Sorry. So, uh, also thank thank you so much. Ευχαριστώ πάρα πολύ, Αλέξανδρε. Ο Αλέξανδρος λέει από τη δικιά μου άποψη και γνώμη έχετε το καλύτερο podcast για τον Ολυμπιακό. Να συνεχίζετε το καλό ρεπορτάζ, τις καλές κριτικές και τα εξαιρετικά στατιστικά με υγεία, παιδιά. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Alex. That means a great deal to us. I'm going to translate that quickly. 
um alex says from from my opinion you guys have the best olympiakos podcast out there um continue with the the good reporting the 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 criticism positive negative whatever it may be and the excellent stats um made yeah with with good health guys thank you so much thank you so much alex um i think we're both rather speechless with that that's a huge yeah. huge donation yeah <laughs> dr now you don't have to share that <laughs> you're killing me buddy guys uh again thank you so much uh the support the support anything you guys give us look we we don't expect it uh but thank you so much when you when you do give it it means a lot and it is going to things to just help make this an even better experience for all of you because that's what that's what matters is you guys this is here for the fans and we're going to do everything we can to continue to make this the best experience for libyakos fans and be the best media that libyakos fans can ever have uh now back to the samaseko point uh, on a player I, I wanted to say something because this is something that I think we, I don't want to say hoodwinked, but this is something that we've kind of been blindsided by with a couple of players, most notably our own loans. In the case of Madi, uh, Madi's loan, we're finding out after the fact, had some obligations, right, with, with time played, an obligation to buy with a certain amount of time played. So I wonder, I, I wonder if Samaseko is one of those loans where there was an obligation to buy with certain time played. Because that's the only thing that can explain his lack of usage, in my opinion. Because we've seen enough from him this season that warrants him a place, right? Sure, he doesn't have the distribution skills of a guy like Jan and Vila, but, but he covers a ton of ground. And the way our midfield has been cut apart this season, I there, there was no reason for him not to play more in the sure. past. So, And and not just Madi, there's, there's another player. Um, oh my God, there's another Loney I'm thinking of. Um, uh, that, that we're now finding out also had some, um, uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say we're not finding out. There's been talk of an obligation from media in Europe, an obligation to buy. Uh, this is going to kill me now, but, but that, but this, that's the stuff well. I'm wondering. The, the, the no, no, no. Abu Bakar. Oh, that's right. Abu Bakar. Yeah. Okay. That, that's the one I'm talking about. That's so, another one. Yeah. That's the we don't one, know thank what, you. We, 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 we don't know what the details are with these loans. And we, we you know, some of the information has been shoddy, including on Bakambu's contract as well, by the way. That's, you know, side point, but but close to what you were talking about. Um, I I agree with you. Um, I, I know Mitchell was really set on his 4-2-3-1. He, he rarely changed it. He, I don't think he ever did, actually. He never changed that four two three one or you know four two three one slash four four two. No. Um, so, but 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 I agree. I think given the circumstances and given the situation this year, I think he could have played a more prominent role. I think I think at a point he started to come into the team, and then the Ayat game happened. Where what was it? We lost three three nil in the cup, and he he scored the own goal, own the goal. second one. And then I think it, you know, he he was out. He was out for a good while and he only reappeared. What? He only reappeared again against Ike. Yeah. In that game the other day. Yeah. But see, like, was the own goal really the issue? Because Doy had an own goal and then he they he stuck with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that. Is but but like, we won that game. Oh, uh, that's fair point. 
that's fair. We point. won that game again. It yeah. was off you, wasn't it? Off your way. Yeah. In his fair first point. game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Well, uh, I don't know. Look, the, the whole thing, maybe, maybe I'm just a little bit more um what's the word I'm looking for? Doubtful because of what we've been seeing with the Abu Bakar Kamara deal with Adis, which is an interesting deal to begin with. And then, you know, what we've been hearing in, in Italian media and and in Roma's press, like Roma Press, the, the Roma Press podcast has talked about it and Roma's press have talked about it. It, it makes me think that maybe there's more to these obligation, these, these time obligation commitments that than we know about in a lot of these contracts. So it's just making me a little bit hesitant in, in that regard, I'll say. So, but I still think, I still think that we should have seen more of Samaseku than we did. And I think there's more to it than just him in own goal. That's just my opinion though. Um, going through comments, keep coming guys. Uh, Zolakis is in one to talk about both, I think today yeah. and generally the last, the last four games. He started the last four games and mm-hmm. he's done i think he's done remarkably well um i i for one have seen improvement and i think a lot of it has to just do with with confidence like the way he comes out now um he, he looks more confident and yeah. you know he's not an 18 year old boy anymore and he stood he stood tall today whenever he needed to he was he was in good positions um there was a there was a bullet shot from from Kulyarakis, Kulyarakis. From like 35 40 yards out he hit it really hard it was probably going top corner but he he got there he made an acrobatic save um Zolakis is the 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 future the the present he proved he played his first derby of eternals the other day against Pantanagos. he played i mean back to back in these yeah. massive games Baskalakis was fit today. He hadn't played for a month, but you know, I think I think it speaks volumes that they they had the con the, the belief in Zolakis to keep him in that game today against against Balk. And you know, it's a big uh, big discussion whether we should loan him next season so that he has a full season with a team as a number one, then he comes back. Because Pascalagis has a two-year contract. So there's another year left. Um, it's difficult with keepers, man. Yeah. It's difficult with keepers. Yeah, and th- that's something we talked about a lot. And even, even if you guys remember, and if you haven't listened to it, we did an interview with Nicopolidis a while back. And even Nicopolidis had talked about that. So again, guys, if you haven't checked that out, uh, all of our Legends interviews are in a playlist on YouTube. You can check them out. Listen to all of the interviews that we've done. Um, this is a great time also to remind you guys, if you haven't done so already, there's a lot of you that have come in and out of the show, like, and subscribe, check out those legends interviews. We've interviewed guys like Zelia. Um, we've interviewed, um, my God, uh, Nico Polidis, as I just said, Zetterberg, Holebas, Gillette. We've interviewed a lot. The Holebas interview also in particular is, is incredible guys. Check that out if you haven't. So, but Yanakopoulos and Derbyshire are on audio. Yes, that's true. They are on audio. They are not on YouTube yet. Um, and all of the, but the Nicopolisi interview talked about how difficult 
it is with goalkeepers. We've talked about that. And Costa, you and I, when we we've gotten into some arguments with Labro about that because Zolakis in the beginning was very like hesitant, very timid in some respects. And and Labro had commented on that. Everybody commented, oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. But the thing you and I saw was, man, look at how he reacts, his reflexes with some of those point blank shots. That there is something there. There's a reason why everybody kept saying, even Holeba said when you asked him yeah. uh, about who one of the most talented kids coming up, he said, Who's the goalkeeper? Solakis? Yeah, him. There, there is a reason everybody kept pointing to him as a talent. It's not because for nothing, the kid has skill. It was all here. And he seems to be getting that that confidence more and more. And that's so important for goalkeepers. Look at look at the difference between Jose Sa and Vachlik when it came to coming out of the box. Jose Saw, who was in that respect all about it, confident in himself, came out whenever. Vachlik, a lot more timid, would not come out, did not believe in himself, was too scared to come out in that respect. Not that he didn't have ability as a goalkeeper, but I'm I'm saying look at what what this, the confidence level, does to a keeper like that. So the more we see that, the talent is there from Tzolakis. It's all going to be here with him. And just for the record, uh, SofaScore had Kostas Tzolakis as the man of the match today. Um, FYI. But, clean sheet uh, today. Clean yep. sheet against Panathana Clean sheet against Ayak. Yep. He had uh, six saves, four inside the box. Uh, and these are just the raw sofa score data. We also get our data, which comes a little bit later from Scout. But incredible but you, stuff. You, from you, you can see it in the body language. The body language yeah. is different. Like last season, you know, when we had those arguments with Labro, when we've talked about Zolagis before, he looks a bit flaccid. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the adjective that we use for some other things. <laughs> yeah, he, he just he looks a bit like, oh shit, something's going to happen, you know. But but yeah. still, he'd make some like crazy reflex saves, and you'd be like, whoa, he's got a really good body for a goalkeeper as well. Um, he's got, I think, he's got everything. Just like this season, you saw yep. that he was cold colder in his expression like when the camera like go, goes in you look at him it's like he, he means business it's like yeah. he's a professional football player he's young he has an opportunity he's like all right i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do my thing he's kicking he's kicking improved he's kicking improved his distribution i think that's all super positive is he ready yeah. to be libiago's number one i don't know manager's cool. gonna decide well, there's a couple of comments here regarding that I think we should touch on before we continue with uh, the post-match. Uh, first from uh, Yorgos Mustakas. Pascalakis can play another three years if he keeps playing as good as he has this season. Ben De Rosa says, loan Zolakis to the Eredivisie or Belgium. Let him develop a year and then he can replace uh, Pascalakis. And then Ilios comes in. Zolakis is great, but would we be comfortable with him playing in the Europa League group stages, for example? So... Here's here's the question. Now, guys, remember, Jolakis is 20 years old. He His birthday is in November, so he's going to turn 21 next season. For goalkeeping standards, that's still really young. Uh, so there's still time. Goalkeepers have a different – it's a baby for goalkeepers. They have different timelines. You have goalkeepers that are still playing in their 40s. So f- the timeline for him isn't as strict as it is maybe with field players, we'll say. So I wouldn't be – he needs to be getting first-team football in one way or another. I think at this point that, that goes without saying. I wouldn't be opposed to the loan 
if he's getting first team ball somewhere to build that. Because I also agree with what uh, Yoros Mustakas is saying and what Ilios is saying. As even though I see a lot there, these Europa League games, I want to see him getting a lot more game time, first team game time, building that experience before I'd be comfortable starting him in Europe. No, I think I think that's fair. I mean, when we talk about loans, we go back to this this issue of okay, what what are the details of the loan? If you're going to loan him, you want to loan him to a team where you know he's guaranteed he's going to be the first, he's going to be the number one. You know, how many teams realistically are going to come to Olympiacos, knock on the door, and say, "I want to loan Jolakis without an option." Yeah, so I'm going to have this keeper for one year and then I'm going to let you have him back. I'm just going to, you know, train him for you, give him the experience. Very rare. You have to have yep. the relationships. Uh, I, You know, we, we used to have a good relationship with with Willem. That did really well for us. I mean, Brusai was doing well at, at Willem before he came back. Timikas did really well yep. there. Um, I don't know what happened to that. So, but but we need to, you know, it has to be the right deal. It has to yes. be the right deal for Dolagis. For him to leave the club and go abroad and not be guaranteed time, nah. no, I, and, I, and you, I do agree with you. And you don't want to put, like, do you want to put an option on that? How many teams, how many teams do loan deals these days without an option to buy? Right. Well, I, I, again, I guess it would depend on, you know, what the first, the team. And then second, the type of option it is, right? If if somebody sees Tout and so like I said, we'll take him for a year, but then we want an option 15, 20 million. As a club and the state we're in, we can't say no to something like that. A homegrown talent to get that type of money. Now, is that realistic? No, it's not. But I'm saying if that type of deal came along, I don't care how talented the guy is. This league, teams in this league, even us as, sorry, other side, <laughs> even us as Olympiacos can't expect that type of money. I'm sorry. Right now, it's just not the context. It's just not the, the atmosphere for clubs to be attractive and make that type of money. If we couldn't get that type of money for Podence, if we couldn't get that type of money for, um, well, forget Retzos. That was a long time ago. Uh, for Madi, yeah. if, we couldn't, if we couldn't get that type of money, you know, for, there's a lot of players that have come and gone that if we couldn't get that type of money for them, I don't see how we can get that type of money in this climate for Tolakis, especially post-COVID. So uh, if that were the type of deal, we don't have a choice. But you're right. You're right. It's very difficult to to have a deal like that uh, without that type of relationship. Let's see where that goes. That's an interesting one. We'll come back to it on Keep Sell Loan, I'm sure. We already did a little preview there. There you go. For sure. Do we have any other talking points on in the comments? Maybe you know what? Actually, Costa, I don't know if we, ta- if we talked about this yet. We briefly discussed yeah. about the the Europa League and the Conference League. You know, if Balk loses, then we get the Europa League spot. Uh, I think we get a lot. We've been getting a lot of questions on socials about this, and it, no matter how many times we answer the question. So, just to be clear for everybody, while we're going to just take a step back here. Um, the way things are this season, because of how far and how, I guess, how far Olympiacos and Bauk, especially in the Conference League last season went, this season gave us a an extra spot for, or sorry, not last season, the season before. We got a fifth spot for Europe this year. For the last few years, we've only had four spots in Europe as a, as a country. 
We've had uh, one team that would go into the second round qualifiers of Champions League and then three teams in Conference League. Uh, there was one season where because of a win and a loss by another team, Olympiacos got to go to the third round of Champions League, but that's besides the point. Anyway, this season, because of some past performance, a couple of decent seasons of performance by Greek teams, we now have five spots in Europe. We get two Champions League spots this year, uh, one in the Champions path, one in the, um, the I forgot what the other path is. The champion's path and the winner's path or something like that. Uh, the second one, obviously, is harder for second place. We have a Europa League spot, which goes Europa League spots. That third spot goes to a cup winner. It doesn't go to whoever comes third in the league. It goes to a cup winner, usually in most leagues. That's why that it's just the way it is, and that's why whoever wins the cup usually gets that spot. So, Ike, who have won the title, if they win the cup also... Then it goes to the third place, which is why we would want Ike to win the cup and the double, unfortunately, so that we get that Europa League spot. If they do not win, the Europa League spot goes to Bauk and we go to Conference League. That is just how the rules are. That is how it would shake out. So one other thing on top of that, let's say Ike does win the, the Kipelo. We get that spot in Europa League. If Juventus then goes on to win the Europa League, we would not only get the Europa League spot and start in, normally we start in the third round qualifiers. If Juventus win the Europa League, we go all the way to the playoffs, which means we only play two games before we would go to a group stage. But at least we would be guaranteed at that point group stage competition, whether it's conference league the conference. or we go to Europa League. And so that's there's some interesting repercussions, all of which we have no control over now. But just some stuff for you guys to pay attention to uh, as the season continues. So that's the Europa League versus Conference League. Just hope Ayak wins the cup first. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, another tough pill to swallow seeing them win the double. But yeah. it, it, that's the situation, guys. That's that's how it is. So um, it is it is what it is, uh, unfortunately. But <laughs> God, Stefano's on a roll tonight. Stefano, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> we should sign Ward Prowse from Southampton now. Oh, I'll, I'll go to the airport and pick him up. Hell, I'll go to Southampton and drive him to the airport and chauffeur him all the way to Galaxy to sign. Ward Prowse isn't coming to Greece, my friends. Ward Prowse is going to find the contract so easily in the Premier League. Yep. Uh, oh, and Costa, one more thing to point out about the Europa League. So if we do get that Europa League ticket, we don't play any games. We don't play European games till August. Yeah, that, so, I mean, that, that, that's the big thing in terms of uh, preseason, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's, and a, month, it's a month difference. Exactly. Month difference. We're not used to that. And even one step further, if we get the, if Juventus wins and we do get that playoff spot, we don't play any Euro European games until end of August. Or I, should, I think it's like middle of August. Yeah, yeah, it's like the 18th of August. And then the return leg is normally around the 24th to 25th. So the, normally, the, the, the Greek league normally doesn't start on time. It also doesn't start early. It's it usually pretty late. End of August, after all the other leagues have started. Sometimes September. So we could literally have a team that, you know, normally we have these European games where our team is getting games in and we're playing and we're playing and we're playing. We might we could see a summer where our team doesn't play any official matches until mid-August. Is that 
better or worse than us playing games in first week of July. I mean, I, you talk about a team that wants to rebuild. You want to give the manager as much time, right, to present something. That's what I. That that's what that was. Ajax's big um, like benefit this season. Like the biggest thing that they had at the beginning of the season was it was time, and then the second thing was that you know nobody was paying attention to them. Nobody was paying attention to Ajax. Everyone was paying attention to us. Um, and you know the other teams that were going through to, to qualifiers, nobody was paying attention to Ajax. Yeah, and they 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 did that. You know Almeida did a good job. I think for, for for me at least, speaking as a, as a neutral, having watched them play, I'm a, I'm perfectly okay to say that they played some of the best the best football yeah. in the league. They, they you know guys. Aside that this was one of the dirtiest leagues we've ever seen from a, from like a, you know, Epo, Greek Football Federation, some of the refing. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't take away also from the job that Almeida's done there and some of the football that they've played. The game that they played, particularly the first half in uh, Olympiakos Ajax at the Karaiskagi during the regular season. Right. Uh, I don't remember a Greek team doing that to us. No, neither do I. Ever. Ever. Or at least for a very long time. If it wasn't for Pascal Akis that game and, and many other games this season, could have been very bad. Very bad. Yeah. But, but but it's a tough pill to swallow and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But the point is, manager needs time. Um, it's a completely different proposition if a guy, you know, even from a negotiating point of view now we're looking for a manager so you go and talk to a manager like, okay when does the season start oh i don't know it could start in july it could start in august like yeah that's yeah. a big difference like when do i you know, i have to bring all my staff over i have to look at the the, the, the the list of players i have to decide who i want who's good who's not i have to find a training pitch where are we going to go is are there training pitches available in you know august july practical things as well so th this is um yeah, it would it would be fantastic if if all of those things that you mentioned would fall into place. You know, Ajax winning the cup, Juventus winning the Europa League, and getting straight to the playoffs. You know, we, we, the important thing is we we did what we had to do. We did yep. it. We can't control what the others do. Um, fingers crossed. Exactly, exactly. Now, Costa, before we are we're coming on to an hour here. Uh, before we move on into the 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 man of the match segment, coaches grade, as we begin to close up here, um, there's been a lot of comments here about BL, and I know that we're going to save a lot for the keep sell alone, but uh, at the very least, because of the the number of comments, I think we should address a couple of them. Um, uh, it starts with Ioani C. Opinion for BL, I think he's a good player, but as a winger, he is not, and I think he dislikes the role, so he can't give what he can certainly perform. Uh, to also, if we stick with this 4-3-3, which has been okay, what do we do with BL and Fortunis? Uh, Dimitris Gravaris, do we cash in on BL if they pay as much as we paid? And there was one more from our good friend here, Mano. I know it's not right to criticize BL in the wrong position, but he is so bad. So, really quickly, I just want to address this by saying, first and foremost, the 
Why Scout Best 11 Index, which now that the season's over, we're going to give you guys all the season-ending stats that are fun to do, the the tables, the expected tables, Why Scout's Best this and that. But I'm going to give you give away something real quick for the index. I'm going to give away the best 11, or at least the best winger in the index. Who do you think the best winger in Greece is? And it's the same as it was before the playoffs. We had that little graphic, Gustav, if you remember. Yeah. Um, with the the best eleven index, who was the best winger in Greece according to Y Scout? Who we're talking about? Biel, exactly. Now we look in it now, right? We look at the top the top wingers. Who is the best again? Now that's before this week finishes. Obviously, the data from this week has to go in. That could change, but as of right now, it's Pep Biel. So as garbage as a lot of you think he may be. He's playing out of position one, which I know some people think it's not an excuse. I, I understand that. The attitude issues that people have talked about, I, I I haven't read that personally, the attitude stuff, but there are people that have DM'd me on socials and told me about attitude issues. Um, a lot of people just aren't happy with how the decisions that he makes. I get that. I get that. There's some common sense things he should be doing that he doesn't do. Fine. I accept that. But he's playing out of position, and he's still considered the best winger in the Greek league. This is a league, by the way, that still has guys that are, you know, good, good ringers, Mancini, Zivkovic. They're not bad wingers. They're natural wingers, right? Uh, who else? Gasinovic, uh, I guess technically Amrabat, uh, Palacios, uh, Palacios, Neri for Pauk, who, uh, the graphic was wrong today, but he had 50, he's had 15 goal contributions in the league all season. That's not bad. And, and and Pepiel here. Let me let me pull up Pepiel's data for this season uh, regarding ten goals, goals three assists. assists. Oh, thank you so much for Ilios. Ten goals, three assists, guys. Th th there's th there's not a lot of players that have double digit goal contributions this season. So if his bad season is thirteen goal contributions, what are we talking about here? And I understand, guys. Look, a lot of you are unhappy. We paid six million for him. I believe that we need to do a different approach with BL than we did with Onyekuru. We spent a lot of money for Onyekuru. He had one bad season. We shipped him off. We've invested too much money again in this player. I think we have to at least give him one more season. Where he's playing his, his, his excuse my French, his fucking position. That's my opinion. This is a difficult one, but like the, the, the BL situation is one of those where we're really looking at the, the tree and not the forest. It's one of those things is because because we paid six million for him, everyone was just waiting for him to pull the bunny out of the hat immediately. It's like, you know, this is our big star signing, who, by the way, like as soon as we signed him a week later, we signed James Rodriguez. Great, you know. <laughs> was that a footballing decision? I think we all know it wasn't. But but there's um it's really difficult, this BL one. It's like, do you cash in on him? There was a good point um, raised. I can't remember from who. Yeah. Does can he play in a four-three-three? Like, if he's if if we play a four-three-three, where does he play? Same That's question funny. for Fortunis. For Fortunis, I have to say, uh, yes. Let's see what formation the manager wants to play. But Fortunis can have an impact as a sub. Yeah. That's what Martins did with him. The season before he decided he didn't want him anymore. Yep. Like didn't want him at preseason, etc. Before the second injury, was it in Europa League, the game against PSV? He's had a pivotal role coming on as a sub, getting an assist 
for Mvila's goal, getting an assist for for um, for Hassan. Like he he was Martinez's super sub or game changer. Is like okay, you start the game with a four three three. I'm going to switch it up. I need to attack. Bring him on. He can play that kind of role. I don't see Fortunis as a like as a starter. You don't build a team around Fortunis anymore. He's Can't. a fantastic player to have. Yeah. So I, I want to be clear. Like I, I love Fortunis, but I can't build a, a team. It's not about building a team around him or anyone. It's about building a team. Modern football yeah. is about teams. It's not about uh, James Rodriguez's. Yeah. Um, Costas Llanos brings up a point that I wanted to, to mention. What if the new manager comes in and decides that he want he fancies Biel as a as a false nine? That's where you know Biel made his 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 best numbers or at Copenhagen last season. Was it more than twenty goal contributions as a Over. false nine? Yeah, the season we the, earlier this season when we got him, he was on fire. <laughs> he was scoring like. Like, like it was nothing before and, and we there, got him. There's another thing. Like when we um when we when we switched formations and we started playing three, and we had Fortunis and Biel on the like on the pitch, let's say as 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 wingers. I thought, hmm, is is an ego actually trying to match Ajax Diamond with a diamond of his own? And in some some situations during the game, you saw that, like Fortuna shifting into the middle yes. in front of that three-man midfield and, and Biel playing closer to Bakambu. But defensively, they were they were stretching out onto the wing to, to support the, the, the fullbacks and keep keep a compact formation. But you know, the, 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 you can't you can't make a decision on like we can't make a decision on Biel. The, the, the manager is going to make a decision on Biel. I I think the um, he's he's definitely had a mixed it's it's been a mixed bag this season. We I, I expect more from him. Let's be clear, but I just don't agree with the ah oh, he's shit, like all yeah. the shit he's been getting because of the the the, the six million or oh, the playing out of positions and excuse. We I, I know for a fact that he doesn't like playing out there, right. but you know for a lot of the new players that we bought in this season. I don't think many many of those players have experienced levels of shit show that you know Olympiacos has been this season too, guys. Like it's been a very difficult season. I would like to see him one more. At the end of the day, it's the manager's choice. Like if we get you know five, six million, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not right. gonna cry. As as long as there's a clear game plan. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you there. Look, if if we get a guy that comes in, he's he, he wants to run 4-3-3 and it's not a false nine, then what play – I'd rather see us move BL on than watch him struggle as a wing. That's all, yeah. That's what I care about. And it, for, from what it sounds like, I, I think the club, or at, at least from what we're hearing, I think that's uh, – I think that's kind of the direction the club's going to. Nobody's, nobody's position is safe, no matter how much money's been paid for you. And we'll see what happens. A lot of it's going to depend on the coach and what backroom staff they they bring in because it seems like Anigo won't be here after this season. So there's a lot of positions that have to be filled. Anigo was technically operating three positions. When he came in, 
remember, we had already lost Dorosidis as technical director. Our chief scout, Modesto, went to Italy, right? Anigo came in. They combined the two positions, and they made the director of football, technical director and chief scout. Michelle leaves. Anigo's also the coach now, too. So that's three positions now, once Anigo leaves, that have to be filled. And don't forget, we never got a general director after Lina Suluku left, and now she's the CEO of Roma. Karapapa is vice president and general director. So we have a lot of positions that need to be filled. And all of those things have to be done before we can discuss anything. And especially the coach. So anyway, that's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done first before we can discuss which players fit. And we have to wait for that. We have to see where we stand with Europe before we can draw anybody. So uh, Costa, unless you have any other comments on that, I think it's about that time. We're over an hour in. It's about we about that time we get to our segment, uh, man of the match, coach's grade. For the love of God, I cannot find the banner. I give up. I don't know <laughs> where it is. <laughs> it must have been moved or something. I can't even find it. But man of the match, coach's grade. Uh, it's an easy you one. Get started? Easy one. Um, Samaseku's got the game winner. I think he's overall had a decent game. He's my man of the match today. And I give it A to, to Inigo as well. I thought he handled the game well, made made. He, he he made decent subs. He he found his 13, 14 players that he can rely on these these last few games, and you know he's taken us over over the finish line, and and we've got the minimum. So yeah, um, so easy one for me today. Yeah, I think it's a very fair shout. A hundred percent. Samasigo got the goal, so I think that's a definitely a fair shout for a man of the match. Um, so Lakis had some important saves. Uh, you know, could have very easily also been one-one. So uh, I don't think I've given a man of the match the goalkeeper this year. So I might maybe I'll give it to Zolaki. Just to be different. Okay. There you go. So on this point from Dimitris Kravaris, uh, which coach would you prefer? I believe Alfred uh, Schroeder was was a gold mine. Um, do you know what we did an episode with Olive, Oliver K from the Athletic the other week? Um, we had a good good discussion about some coaches that are available. Um, recommend you having a look at that. Who's my, who's my pick uh, out of the ones that um, that have been talked about? Mine is Rebroff personally, um, but I have a feeling that the coach we get is going to be somebody that um, that hasn't been written about a lot or at all. Isn't that how it has been recently? Like the last year and a half, just a lot. Like even with players, like some just show up. It's like wait, wait we didn't hear anything about this guy. No. So no, that. But- I, 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 I've that is information that I that I got, but you know, reporters in Greece are also saying that some some reporters are saying that it's going to be somebody probably that we haven't heard about. But you know, I I heard that too. Let's see, let's see. Um, you know, I'm I'm anxious. Uh, <laughs> so I'm oh, I'm yeah. a bit I'm a bit calm calmer now that we've clinched third place. To to be honest with you, but but you know, very much as as anxious as the entire fan base to see you know who's it going to be and and you know use this platform again to, to dig into it and 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 you know start that rebuild you know it's a and uh, it's a very uncertain time for for Olympiacos but you know exciting at the same time for sure and uh on Dimitri's comment we did a little uh on Instagram and you actually can still see it in our reels we did a quick little tutorial of Alfred Schroeder's uh tactics and uh, the, uh, there was a comment or two. I don't remember if it was a DM or a comment. 
somebody had brought up, I don't know how that's going to work for Libyakos. <laughs> that was, uh, that was something I thought about too, but I, I didn't think that was a bad, that was a bad name. Um, uh, comment here from Nick Hemphill that happened with Steve Cooper at forest was not on the radar. Then he was there. Well, there you go. I, I wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Well, boys and girls, yeah. hour and eight minutes in. Uh, it's been a long one. Uh, Costa, do you got you have anything else, or about time to close up? Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. It helps with the algorithm, helps to get out to more Olympiacos fans around the world. Before you go, guys, smash the like button, subscribe. Remember, we are Gate Seven International by the fans for the fans. Uh, fans tuning in from all over the world. Thank you so much again for the support. I I, I want to say we broke the three K barrier and you know onto four K and onto bigger and better things. Always, always improving and always with your support. Um, and you know this is this is the community that we're that we're building up piece by piece. Absolutely, and don't forget watch socials. A lot of stuff coming up. We've got those two interviews that we told you about. Hopefully, more with amateur sports as the summer continues. We have the award show coming out. We have the the show with Red Point Guard coming up. Olympiacos basketball is incredible this year. It's going to be a great show. It always is when those guys join. And as as I mentioned before, seasons ending. A lot of fun season stats breakdowns that we're going to do. And of course, it's the summer transfers. Players come in, coaches come in. We will do rundowns. We'll do scouting profiles on every player that comes in. And when the new coach gets appointed, we will do another coaching and tactic session. So, again, as Gosa said, like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. And we will see you next time. Go, 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 go.